Welcome to the Home Care Hub, a podcast series for the Home Care Advocacy Network. HCAN is a business format franchise for senior living providers who want to operate a successful home care line of business and a great opportunity for any entrepreneur who wants to own their own home care franchise. To connect with us, visit hcanthrive.com today. Welcome. My name is Mark Getz. I'm the president and CEO of the Home Care Advocacy Network, and we are fortunate to have Holly Gillespie here today with us. She is an, I would consider her an expert in what we call independent Medicare-related consulting. And so just due to uh, various uh, statutes, the way Medicare and Medicare-related products are discussed, she is an expert in the independent Medicare-related consulting space. So welcome, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So we're going to, first of all, talk today about what exactly that is, but we want to kind of get down to an independent Medicare related consulting 101 level with you today. Yes. And so is that a dog I hear in your background? It's <laughs> my, my dog Walker. He's been very quiet up until about two seconds ago. Of course, I think he knew we were recording. Oh, I love it. What kind of dog is Walker? He is a mini golden doodle. Oh, I love so it. He's a I'm COVID a- dog. We got him during COVID when I told my kids we would never have a dog, but then I caved. And whenever we decided to do podcasting and video casting, we decided that generally speaking, dogs are are usually like another uh, participant in the podcast nowadays. <laughs> so we're we're like becoming too. a very pet friendly America. So yes. well, welcome, Holly. So one of the topics today, you know, if you're someone like me that might be 20 years out from Medicare, you know, you don't really know much about it. And someone like you, who's an expert in this arena, it's so helpful because home care in general really starts to serve 45 to 64 year old females who are taking care and making decisions for their mom, sons to a lesser extent, but aging services overall is one of the things we like to cover here on our podcast. And so some of the things that we wanted to discuss with you today that, you know, if you are a senior or someone who loves and cares for a senior, what do you need to know about Medicare in general? Are there, you know, I get a sense that there's some choice in the matter that you can make each year. There's this open enrollment period. And that is always like, I've made so many mistakes in my own healthcare management and whatnot. It's very stressful. So I'm, we're really interested to hear like, what are some of those things that people should, should really be considering? Are there things that you need to avoid? Are there things you absolutely must do? And then how you help consult with people. We also just want to have a discussion about, uh, you know, Medicare supplements as well. They're part of the Medicare scheme. They're hard to Mm -hmm. understand. We want to have a discussion about that. And then we'd love to hear about some positive stories of individuals that you've helped over the years, because I know that you've been very active in your marketplace, educating families. You know, I know you personally, so I know you're, you're very passionate about educating others and helping people. We really want to hear some of those positive stories as well of people that you've met with. So tell us uh, overall, Holly, when it comes to, you know, when we say independent Medicare related consulting 101, Mm -hmm. can you just give us like big picture and just for the people who are just new to this, what is Medicare and what is Medicare related consulting? So when people think of Medicare, they typically think of seniors, insurance for seniors, which in essence it is. Mm -hmm. It is health coverage for those who are eligible when they turn 65. Now, it is also um, coverage that can be used for people who have been on social security disability. 
for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then they also become eligible for Medicare. But in general, it is for the population of you know 65 and older. Sorry, my dog's really, really having very, a conversation. There's a squirrel outside, <laughs> I think. <laughs> he, he, he sees every person or animal. Um, and so people get so inundated with you know, mailings and TV, especially and radio and everything on Medicare, this Medicare, that, and it just gets so confusing and so overwhelming. And because I've been doing this for a long time, you know, I even learn things, but obviously I feel like I have a good understanding of it. And so it is amazing to me how stressful it can be to people coming to that age or like you were saying earlier too, a lot of caretakers, because they're putting that weight on their shoulders of making sure that they're making the right decisions for their loved one. And Absolutely. Medicare, you know, there are some decisions too, that if you don't make the correct ones, you're kind of going to be stuck. And unfortunately you can be penalized. Let's dive into that. So you, yeah, sure. you mentioned like there, there are the caregivers who are helping mom or dad navigate this. Yeah. And you're trying to point them in, in the right direction. And there are mistakes to be, to be made in this. Tell me about some of those things that people can get stuck with. Correct. So basically a few months before someone's 65th birthday, like I said, they're going to know pretty much they're going to become Medicare eligible because of all the information that they're getting inundated with. But a person has three months prior to their 65th birthday, the month of their 65th birthday, and the three months after their 65th birthday to get on Medicare without being penalized for not having Medicare or Medicare credible coverage. And when I say Medicare credible coverage, if someone is turning 65 and they're still working and they have coverage through an employer of over 20 people, they are not required to go on to Medicare. And a lot of people will say to me, well, I know I have to sign up. Everyone's telling me I have to sign up when I turn 65. And yes, it is absolutely an option, but having employer group employer coverage from that employer, if they're over 20 people, that counts. So I'll have someone who maybe they don't retire till they're 75. Well, they're not going to be penalized for not having been on Medicare because they've had that group coverage. Mm. They also didn't miss the boat on applying because when you lose group coverage, that is a special enrollment to sign up for Medicare. So they still have that window of time. Now, there are two main letters of Medicare that everyone thinks of when they, you know, when they think of Medicare, that little red, white, and blue card, you mm-hmm. know, that everyone sees. That Medicare Part A is hospital coverage. Now, most people do not have to pay for Medicare Part A because they have been working at least 10 years in their lifetime and they've been paying taxes, they've been putting money into it. So that is something that you can just get. Now, if someone's working and they have that group coverage and it's going to be a better fit for them than going on to Medicare fully, they can still get on Medicare Part A because it doesn't cost anything. Now, the group coverage would be primary, but that part A coverage, that hospital coverage, it mm-hmm. could come in and help care for, you know, take care of some of those extra bills. The one thing that's not allowed, however, is if someone is Medicare eligible and on any part of Medicare, they're not allowed to contribute to their health savings account. 
And so that's one of the things I'll ask people, hey, are you contributing to a health savings account? Because if you are, you're technically not supposed to be on any part of Medicare. You can still take your money from the health savings account and use it, but you can no longer contribute. So sometimes that can be a little dicey for people. And it's one of those things, very few people are even you know, told that. But in general, part A is definitely something that you can have with your group coverage. Where it gets to, I see where people making not mistakes per se, but well, yeah, financial mistakes, like, you know, in, in your piggy bank, because Medicare part B, that other part of Medicare is the medical side of things, the doctor side of things, the physical therapy, the, all the outpatient kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Well, that is pretty much duplicating group coverage. So unless mm. you work for a small company under 20 people, you do not need Medicare part B and your group coverage. Because what gotcha. happens is you're double paying. Yes. And so I, I always feel so badly when I, you know, I meet with somebody and they say, oh, well, yeah, I've been on Medicare A and B for 10 years and I've had my group coverage. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, they did double paying and they really wouldn't have had to. The other thing that that kind of messes up is that when someone gets on Medicare Part B, they have a six month window to get on what we call a Medicare supplement or a Medigap plan without being able to be denied by underwriting. Mm. So there's not health questions. Okay. Now, when someone has already signed up for Medicare Part B and it's been going on for a long time, and then they say, oh, you know, I'm going to retire or whatnot, depending upon the situation, that Part B has already started and they may not have that specific window to get on. Well, at least they would be able to get on one, but the offerings might be different because of certain guarantee issue situations. Um, But I think one of the biggest things that I tell people as they're approaching that 65th birthday is let's look at your options. Don't assume that you have to go into Medicare and don't assume that your group coverage is going to be better because it's a great opportunity to compare the two. Because in certain situations, Medicare can be financially way better. And sometimes the group coverage can be way better. But one of the things too, a lot of people, you know, they have spouses or children still on those plans that through their employer. And so obviously, if you're carrying other people on your plan, Medicare is going to be, you know, the option for you because you don't want to you know, send them off without coverage. So a lot of times that's the deciding factor is, hey, you know, are you married? Are they on your group plan? Uh, do you have children at home still that are on your group plan? Um, there a lot of times is your answer. Um, another thing that people can look at in some cost savings of that is having an employer coverage, but maybe your spouse is on Medicare. And sometimes that can be a lot less expensive um, because, you know, your coverage to your employer is pretty inexpensive, but you add some family members and it becomes a lot more expensive. So those, those are all different things to look at. But the biggest thing is you don't want to be penalized for not going on part B if you're supposed to have been. However, again, if you have an employer coverage over 20 people, that's not going to be the case. The other part of Medicare, it's not on that red, white, and blue card, but it's one of the main letters of Medicare. And that's Medicare part D or your prescription coverage. So that is another thing that you can be penalized when you turn 65 or become Medicare eligible, you have to have Medicare credible prescription coverage. 
And many, many times that coverage someone has through their employer is considered Medicare credible. But I always tell them, please double check with your human resources to make sure that it is. Because you may say, hey, I've got group coverage. I'm good. I don't need anything with Medicare. And then in the future, when you go and sign up for Medicare Part D or drug coverage, yeah. you realize, oh, that wasn't credible. And now I'm paying a small penalty for all those months that I should have had a Medicare credible plan and I did not. And it does not matter if you take prescriptions or not. You need to have a Medicare drug plan um, because, again, you can be penalized. So that's okay. another thing people can make a mistake. And too, with, with and I'm kind of all over the place, but with those Medicare drug plans, why we're on the topic, mm-hmm. you, you may be seen an outside talking, and this is with all Medicare options, but you may be talking to a neighbor and they say, oh, I've got, you know, my drug plan with XYZ insurance company. And that should, that's great. I think you should get that one. Well, those plans are so specific to you and the prescriptions that you're taking that you need to take the time to look at your specific situation. And again, that is with all Medicare topics. You know, I have so many people say, well, my sister said this, or my mom told me this, or I read that, 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 that. Everyone has their little bit own unique situation. And so there's not a blanket statement of this is your right Medicare path. Right. So let's just say, you know, kind of, we've been in the, the part of the employer part of it, but let's just say, okay, someone's going on to Medicare, right? And they have chosen to have that be, you know, their coverage. They've gotten that little red, white, and blue card in the mail. And now they say, now what? You know, I see this on TV and I'm supposed to do this or I'm going to get, you know, all different kinds of things. So, again, there's a couple different pathways that you can go to fill those Medicare gaps. If someone typically just had that red, white, and blue card and nothing else, it covers typically about 80% of their cost. Got it. Um, but that other 20% that A and B do not cover that is where people can really rack up some expenses because there's not a max out of pocket to that 20% typically. Oh wow! So you're, you're continuously paying, you know, 20%, 20% and there's no max. And, you know, when we have group coverage or things like that, we're used to that max out of pocket. So it's not a good idea to not have something to come in and supplement that original Medicare. Great. Now, Medicare open enrollment which is actually coming up very soon is Medicare is October 15th through December 7th of every year. Now, what that means is during that time, people have the opportunity to review their Medicare. You can go on to a Medicare Advantage plan. You can leave a Medicare Advantage plan. You can enter a prescription drug plan. You can change your prescription drug plan. There are lots of different options. If someone doesn't change anything during open enrollment, it's typically just going to roll right on over, but it's not really a good idea because you want to make sure that things that have changed aren't going to affect you in a negative way, especially with prescription drug plans. I know that's probably a huge part of where you see you know, people dealing with, oh, you know, now my parent is on this drug and it's really expensive and how am I going to pay for it? Well, that's a great opportunity during this Medicare open enrollment time to review that because that person's plan that they have for their current prescriptions, their formulary may have changed. 
that company may have no longer cover a specific drug. And they're typically get, gotten notification of that, or the premium may go up a lot. So it's really an opportunity. So I have, you know, a lot of people, they'll send me their drug information, their prescription information. Hey, what pharmacy do they like to use? Mm -hmm. And I can take that and enter it in and say, Hey, you know what, based on all of this information, it looks like XYZ plan and going to this pharmacy is going to be your least out of pocket for this coming year. So that's one of the biggest things that you can change, you know, during open enrollment. So complex. <laughs> it is very complex. So, you know, the, the Medicare 101 of it, kind of the entering that original Medicare part, you know, like I said, that's where people can make mistakes and make decisions that can stay for a long time. But one of the biggest questions, you know, that I get is what is the best way that I fill, kind of going back a little bit, fill that 20% that if I just have Great my question. A and B card, what, what are my options? Well, there's really two main pathways. And again, just like everything else, there is no pathway that is a perfect fit for someone. It may be a husband and wife are on different plans or different options because everyone has their own situation. So when I hear someone say, oh, someone said, don't ever do that pathway or don't do that pathway, everyone's different. So basically the two pathways, just to kind of be very top level, um, one of them is just doing what's called a Medicare supplement or a Medigap plan. Medicare supplement, Medigap, those words are interchangeable because some people get confused, but that is, they really are the same thing. They are plans from private insurance companies that are built to fill in those gaps. They go from plan A to plan N. And these plans are government set as in, hey, it doesn't matter if you have a plan G or a plan F or whatever it is with this insurance company or this insurance company typically, because those lettered plans are mandated to cover the exact same thing. Mm. So when I hear someone say, oh, my plan through this insurance company, whew, they really paid well. It's because of the letter of Medicare supplement plan that they have. So liter literally it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G through N. Well, no, there is some skipping of letters okay, gotcha. and some plans that they phase out. Okay. Um, but, in, but if you look at a Medicare supplement chart, kind of the left-hand side is filled with where the gaps are. And then the plans will show you, hey, this plan fills these different gaps. Right. Okay. And, you know, if you want to pay more, they'll cover more gaps, those kinds of things. But where they differ, you know, the same letter with one plan and the same letter with another plan, where they typically differ is the price. You know, how often is this company raising their rates? Because let's be honest, every insurance company is going to raise their rates and everyone's going to have increases in their Medicare supplements. But if you can be with, you know, a company that, you know, has a history of doing it for a long time, that's going to be really good for you. Because what happens is when you first join one of those Medicare supplement or Medigap plans, you typically, like I was saying earlier, you can't be denied, right? Right. Um, but once your Medicare Part B has been in effect for six months, and let's say you want to switch to a different company because the rates have gone up, or you want to switch to a different letter you could be subject to medical underwriting and you could be denied. So you could potentially kind of be stuck in wow. the plan that you chose originally, which is kind of one of those things earlier that you were saying, a decision that you make. 
hey, that first jump into a Medigap plan, that could be where you're going to stay for quite some time because you're, quote, can't pass the, the health underwriting to switch plans. Wow. So basically, again, let's just for an example, give one of the plans that a G plan, for example, well, that's going to cover most of your gaps, except for a small deductible. A lot of times people like that option of going with a Medigap plan, because you pay a monthly premium, but then your out of pocket risk is can be lower than some other options. Mm. Those Medigap plans do not cover prescriptions. So a person would also need to get a Medi- uh, Medicare Part D or prescription coverage. Got it. Um, another thing that that kind of pathway doesn't cover is typically dental, vision, hearing, which I'm sure you hear a lot of that. Absolutely. Oh, my mom needs hearing aids. My dad needs new glasses. Now, when someone has a medical condition, you know, cataract, glaucoma, things like that, that is covered by original Medicare helping with that supplement because it's a medical condition. It's not glasses, contacts, hearing aids. Those kinds of things are not typically covered by original Medicare um, but some of the medical conditions they are. And what's important about that is if Medicare doesn't approve something, that Medigap or Medicare supplement plan can't approve it either. Hmm. It all starts with Medicare. So if Medicare says, yes, that supplement plan comes in and covers what it's set to cover. Got it. But if Medicare says no, that supplement doesn't cover either. So I do hear a lot of times people say, well, you know, your insurance company covered it and mine didn't. Well, it's all going to start with Medicare. So that's, that's a huge kind of question people have as well. So on that side of things, you've got your red, white, and blue card, you get a supplement or Medigap, you get a drug plan, and then you could need some dental vision coverage. Okay. Got it. Or, and here's the other pathway that people are learning more and more about. They're becoming more and more popular is what's called a Medicare Advantage plan. Mm-hmm. or Medicare Part C. Now, it's one or the other. You do the original Medicare pathway or you do a Medicare Advantage um, option. And what that is, when someone goes to a Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare Part C, they're actually leaving original Medicare hmm. and they're going to a private insurance company. That private insurance company is now responsible for giving that person their Medicare benefits. So they're typically going to have their same A coverage, their same B coverage, their same drug coverage, but it's all tied together into one comprehensive plan and distributed and taken care of by a private insurance company. Mm. So you're no longer technically on original Medicare. You have those same benefits most likely, but you just don't have, um, you're not getting them through the government. You're getting them through a private insurance company. One of the things people really like about Medicare Advantage plans, um, and again, I don't push one over the other because everyone has their own situation, but Medicare Advantage plans a lot of times will include some extras that aren't covered by original Medicare. And that's where you get some dental coverage, some vision coverage, Mm. some hearing coverage, maybe a membership to go to a local gym to keep you healthy, those kinds of things that people, people really like. Yeah. These plans also typically have a much lower premium, but instead you pay co-pays up to that particular plan's max out of pocket. I see. So it's just a different method of thinking. On original Medicare as a supplement, you pay a little bit more, but your out-of-pocket costs may not be as high because you're paying more yeah. initially. On the advantage side of things, 
um, dependent upon, you know, which plan, which company, there's lots of different options, but you typically are going to pay less per month and pay more if and when the time comes that you need to use it. Got Those it. plans are also PPOs, HMOs, things like that. So we need to always make sure that we check someone's providers and doctors that they're in their network. So I know that's so much information, but hopefully if someone has a specific question, you know, one of those, one of those topics I covered, you know, might give them a little bit more insight. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, the thing is, you know, aging is complex. You know, one of the things that we, we support on, you know, on this show, the education uh, that surrounds, you know, topics as people are aging. And that's from the decision maker, the daughter who's trying to help someone or sometimes the son who's trying to help an aging loved one, or if you're the aging loved one, it's an incredibly complex scenario and with a myriad of different options with different outcomes, right? So that's kind of why I mean, I can see your specialty and people like you who specialize in this, why you, you need a guide to help walk you through this, sit down and have coffee and really discuss your situation and personalize a plan so that you can avoid some of the mistakes. You can have the best possible outcomes if, and when you really need, you know, care. And we all do a little bit more as we age. That's the truth. Yes. So Holly, tell me a little bit about maybe a, a story or two of individuals that have really kind of inspired you to do what you do, people that you've helped along the way in this. I mean, I can imagine that you've had stories where people have come back and said, thank goodness we met with you. Thank goodness we had your help navigating this. Tell us a story or two. Uh, absolutely. You know, one of the stories that sticks out for me, because I think it's somewhat recent, is I had a client whose husband had COVID and he is in intensive mm. care for, you know, a very long time. And unfortunately he did not make it. Mm. And, you know, that in itself is absolutely traumatizing and devastating for the family. They don't want to think about the medical costs of things. You know, that is so far down the, of what they're stressing about and what they're sad about. And so she called me and she said, you know what? I didn't even receive a bill. She said, I am so thankful that we worked on what we thought was going to be the best plan for us, the best coverage. And thank you so much. That took away so much stress from me. Wow. And so, you know, things like that, that, you know, when you're helping someone with a policy and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good plan. And, you know, you write it and whatnot and you help them. And then you hear things like that. And you're like, you know what, what I, what I do, or these topics can really, you know, really change someone's future financially you know, and just emotionally as well. So typically, you know, those kinds of situations or gosh, I was paying so much money for my prescriptions. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm able to do other things with my money besides, you know, just paying for medicine. You know, there's so many people that have a, such a limited budget when they are aging, you know, they're on social security, they don't have anything else coming in and really helping them be able to say, you know what, this is going to be the best you know, and again, I can't tell someone this is your best route. I can educate yeah. and direct them so that they can make the best decisions for themselves. But just a lot of things of like, thank you so much. You know, I was in the hospital and I didn't have to worry about it because I knew that you had already explained it well to me, Yeah. you know, as opposed to, um, and let's be honest, people are going to forget certain things that, you know, I tell them and we sit down sometimes, you know, we go over again, but that's one of the huge things of all of this is education. Yeah. You know, I could easily go in, sit down with someone and say, oh, you should get this plan. 
Well, that person is not going to understand why they're choosing something and what it's mean. So those kinds of stories of like, Hey, thank you for explaining it to me. So now I feel really confident in the route that I've chosen. And so when those situations do come up, that's just one less thing to stress them out that they can take off the table. Because like I said, there's still be other things to worry about than than the insurance. If you feel like you've made the right decision, you're going to have much more peace of mind going forward. Well, we completely respect the work that you're doing and people like you you who are out there kind of independently consulting for people who are, you know, in the aging process, experiencing the challenges of, you know, just trying to navigate a scenario here in the U.S. that's very complex And we know that a lot of decision makers, daughters and sons take on the brunt of some of that decision making with their senior loved one. They want the very best for mom or dad. Or if you're working with a mom or dad who are needing to make some of those decisions for the first time, I really have an appreciation, I think, after the discussion of as I was listening and we were I was trying to to keep up, you know, if you had an if this, then that kind of diagram for what you just went through, like it would be incredibly complex because the nature of people's health and their situation is so complex. And there's, there are things in this, in the overall system of Medicare, med advantage and med med supplements that solve for that, that try to make it easier for people to age, but you help people manage that at risk portion. How, how, how can they be less at risk for a mistake and, and less at risk to not have the most optimal care? And that's right. where it sounds like the value of your of your service comes in and people like you. So, Holly, we'll have your contact information as well out on our site. I believe it's Holly at HKGinsurance.com. It is. Yes. OK, so people can reach out to you if, if they have questions. If you're someone not in your current market, I think you serve the Omaha market right now. How does somebody find someone like you? who is knowledgeable and aware, like if you're in Muskego, Wisconsin or St. Charles, Illinois? Well, luckily, you know, I, I am licensed in many, many states. I'm a good resource or, you know, people like me. If, if I don't maybe serve a certain area, you know, there are groups of us that help each other from an education standpoint. Yeah. And even I had a text this morning from a group of ladies who do very similar to what I do. That they said, hey, guess what I learned today? And that's just all it does is help the rest of us. Yeah, And so there is a kind of a network that trusts each other and know that, hey, if I can't necessarily serve that person because of, you know, I don't work in that area or whatnot, I have a person, you know, that I can uh, guide them toward. That's great. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Um, I have like, connections with people who I would trust and who I would, you know, send my family that's to great. or whatnot if I wasn't. So that's what I would recommend. Anything further in closing, you know, are there two to three key takeaways for either decision makers, caregivers, seniors, or, you know, if you could boil it down to, to a couple things that people should be considering or thinking about when it comes to their health and, you know, and, and their decisions in this arena of their life uh, coming up over the next few months. Yeah. Um, a couple of things too. I think don't assume that the person you're talking to situation who's already on Medicare or whatnot is the same as yours. It, it can't be it's there's just so many different like you were saying different scenarios and so like you know those kids who are taking care of their parents you know when I do some research you know reach out to someone you know like me or because like I said I do this all the time and it's still confusing so sometimes right. if you just go to the Medicare website and you read it can still be confusing so that part of it is being educated on it 
Also too, knowing that you don't have to go into Medicare in certain situations or, oh my goodness, there are situations you may make sure you should have been on Medicare because you may financially be at risk going forward. Um, but really, as someone's getting to that age 65, you know, hey, let's look at what are their options. Yeah. So they can go on Medicare, but do they have to? Should they? And then, you know, too, another thing that people get really confused about is if someone's already taking Social Security when they turn 65, they get their Medicare card automatically sent to them in the mail. And so that's completely different than someone who's not taking social security when they turn 65, they don't get that card sent to them in the mail. If they want to get on Medicare, they have to actually apply for Medicare. And so that is something that people say to me, well, I just assumed that I'm on it or I didn't even sign up for it. Why did I get a card in the mail? And so when someone gets that card in the mail too, if they already have other coverage, that's another conversation of, well, do I keep this card? Do I keep all the coverage with it or do I send it back and keep what I have? So there's lots of different things like that, but that is one of the main steps of, Hey, how do I sign up for Medicare? Right. That's one of the, the biggest takeaways is that's your thing. If you're on social security, they're going to automatically send you a card. If you're not, you have to sign up. Now with COVID, you can't walk into the social security office and sit down and typically have a meeting to sign up for Medicare. So you can make a phone appointment you can't and easily do it online. They've really made it easy to do that. So that's some of the takeaways. But like I said, just the education so that you aren't penalizing and just knowing that there are lots of different options and pathways that may fit you the best. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, as we're heading into open enrollment, hey, take advantage of the opportunity from October 15th to December 7th. Let's review your situation. Let's just make sure that, you know what, going forward, for next year, you've got what's going to cover you the best. Um, that's going to yeah. hopefully, you know, be the least financially burdensome for you. And just having confidence with, hey, I've reviewed everything. I've looked at it. I've changed what I can change if need be. I'm happy. So I'm staying with where I am. And I feel good. So going forward in the, the next year. And obviously, we know stress is a huge part of our health, right? right? So when you're already dealing with parents and then your own stuff and your kids at home and all the things that you're people, you know, our age are starting to get into that, you know, you're, you got the kids at home and, but you got your parents and, you know, anything that you feel that can be just a little bit of a less stress to add to that, I think is just going to help overall with the aging and the stressfulness and all of that. So Absolutely. taking something off your plate, I think is, is, the, is the best route to go. Yeah. So be educated, you know, your options, understand the context of your own health or your loved one's health, that it's potentially going to be a a unique solution and it's not going to be the same as your neighbors and just getting ahead of it as well. And so you can take advantage of someone like you in your marketplace that could educate, help and, and just overall assist. I think you have a motto that says, let's just have coffee. Let's just have coffee. We're getting yeah. to the point now where we can get back to that, which is great. So, hey, and if we need to have coffee over Zoom, I can do that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a great. It's just nice to get to know the people. So that's yeah. one of the best parts of my job. I love that. That is awesome. And, you know, so fantastic information and in, in education today. That's Holly at HKGinsurance.com. You can email her directly or you can go out to their website. It's HKGinsurance.com. What's HKG? What does that stand for? Well, my first name's Holly, obviously the H. My maiden name is Klein, K-L-I-N-E. 
And then my married name was Gillespie. And so it was kind of one of those thrown out things like, Hey, you should call yourself HKD. And it, it kind of stuck. It's catchy. So, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, Walker has calmed down now all of a sudden. Yeah. So he looks a little sleepy over there. The squirrels have gone back into their resting places. So they, uh, he doesn't <laughs> have to get too excited about your outside there. So, well, that's awesome. Holly, thank you so much for spending some time with yeah, us today and educating us. We'll have you on again. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Holly. Thank you for listening to the Home Care Hub, a podcast series for the Home Care Advocacy Network. HCAN is a business format franchise for senior living providers who want to operate a successful home care line of business and a great opportunity for any entrepreneur who wants to own their own home care franchise. To connect with us, visit hcanthrive.com today.